Welcome to the Trinity Baptist Church podcast with Senior Pastor Matt Homeyer. For more information about our church and to keep up to date with the latest resources, visit our website at trinitybaptist.org. Enjoy the podcast. Good morning. It is good to be here this morning. Let me pray for us as we begin this part of the service. God, we are grateful for the rain that blesses our land, blesses creation, is part of your continual and constant providing and provision of grace for us. We're thankful for breath in our lungs and breakfast in our bellies. We're thankful for freedom to be here today, for health, for things big and small. God, we are thankful. Speak to us as we have need today. In your name we pray, amen. Well, we're continuing the second week of a several-week series we're calling God Can. Um, and, and I'm not crazy about the title. I just couldn't think of a better one. You know, you ever have that where you're not crazy about, but it's the best I can do today. But what we're hoping to do in this series, as we are in this, this several week kind of span on the Christian calendar between Easter a couple weeks ago and Pentecost uh, on May 28th, I think, at the end of May, last Sunday of May, uh, this time between resurrection and the outpouring of the Spirit, What I'm hoping is we fill our imaginations with stories of what is possible with God, of what God can do, that that we live in this world where God is active and God is real and God is powerful and on the move and working every day, and that, that we live daily in this realm where God can and does and will act and to fill our imagination, our lives, soak these stories into us. And today, I want to talk about calling, that God can and God does call us. And and here's my question. You know, I don't know what you think about calling or what comes to your mind and your heart and kind of your spirit when I talk about calling. Traditionally, some have thought that maybe calling was really reserved for, uh, you know, people like me that put on a coat and preach on Sunday mornings. But that's not true at all. Calling, yes, is for ministers. Most all ministers receive some sort of calling into that ministry. But calling is shared. It's for all of us. Calling comes to all of God's people. And that is really part and parcel of one of the main things it means to be Baptist, is that each of us can respond to God, and God deals with each of us individually. So here's my question. What is your calling? What has God called you to do? Or another way to say that might be, who has God called you to be in your life? How do you answer that? It's worth maybe a pause. I don't do real well with silence in sermons. I talk fast and I talk a lot. Other pastors are better at that. But how do you answer that question? I mean, just to help us think about it a little bit, settle into that language of calling, we might say it a little differently. So calling is a way to talk about what God wants you to do with your life. 
So maybe that's a better way to ask that. What do you think? What do you feel? What do you sense God wants you to do with your life? That's a kind of calling is just a word we use to kind of categorize that. What does God want you to do with your life? Let's take a little pressure off. If some don't have a ready-made, some of you do have that sort of ready-made answer. Maybe you're just mission vision people that love talking about, and you kind of, you have sub-steps for everything in your life, and you've got your mission, you're calling down to a sentence. I don't, and that's okay. And many of us don't maybe know how to answer that question. That is also okay. Some of you know what God has called you to do in your life, and, and you're trying your best to obedient to be obedient to that most of us probably somewhat struggle to wrap that into a sentence, to wrap that down or squeeze that down narrowly, what is our calling? And hear me say very quickly, it's okay not to have a real clear answer to that question right now. It's okay for a long while, perhaps most of our life, to not have a real clear answer to that question, what is our calling? But it's important that we pursue the question. The answers may change in our life. What has God called us to do? God may call us to any number of things. Some of them remain constant. Some of them shift. What is very important is that we're pursuing that question. What does God call us to do with our life? Who does God call us to be with the time and the resources, the talents, the gifts, the person we've been given to be in this world? And so here's where our theme comes this morning, friends. God can call his people. God does call his people. We, I think, can even say God is calling his people to serve him in any number of ways, speaking to them, urging them, guiding them to certain life paths or certain actions, sometimes for a life, sometimes for a season or for a moment. God is calling his people to participate in his kingdom. I wonder, again, this works really well too as a small group, but we're not a small group. So we're going to have to answer rhetorically. If you've been following Christ for any time at all, or maybe if you're very new to, to following Christ, but you might can spot even in your past uh, some ways God might have been working, how has God's movement in your life felt? I mean, how have you sensed that in your past? When God has worked in your life, when he's guided you, what has that been like for you? You know, Scripture gives us a lot of different versions of call stories. It gives us a lot of stories about differing ways God drew people in to serve him in any number of different ways. And I just kind of want to throw a few out this week, kind of as examples of we all need to be pursuing the question, what are we called to do? Who are we called to be? What does God want us to do with the life that we've been given, with the time and energy and, and everything that we've been given but how God does that is diverse. It's diverse in each of us and looks at a bunch of different ways. And maybe let's try a few on and see how they feel. You know, God seemingly spoke to Abraham, really Abram, before he was Abraham, out of the blue. It's kind of the, the first big call of someone we see in Scripture, maybe. 
we don't really know how much Abram knew about Yahweh God before this text. Maybe he had some history with him. Maybe he didn't. But God speaks to Abram seemingly out of the blue. And he tells Abram to, to pack all of his things, all of the people that work for them, all of his family, all of their possessions, all their animals, everything, and go. I mean, we know Abraham to be the father of God's people, that there's going to be a, a, a descendants, countless descendants like the stars in the sky that Debbie talked about. There's going to be a promise to Abraham that, that he will be a blessing and that the promises of God will come through Abraham and his people. But, but none of that's happened yet. That's all still way out there in the future. That first call of God was just the call to go, not even given a destination just pack up and go because I am God and I will be with you. And that was enough. And so at the end of his life, Abraham could look back and trace the, the roots of blessing back to that one decision to follow God and go. Maybe at some point calling has felt something like that for you, God's movement in your life, a, a compulsion and urging a word to make a big change, a move, a career shift, and you didn't know exactly how the story was going to end, a decision for your health, a decision for your family to move into God's future for you. You didn't know exactly how it was going to end, and you weren't promised that it would all be easy along the way, and yet you chose to follow. Maybe your call was more like Samuel's. Remember Samuel? Poor Samuel. This is a mind bender. He was destined to serve God, chosen to serve God, before he was even conceived. Doesn't that bend your mind a little bit on the work of God and the power of the Spirit to call? He was promised to God's service before he was born before he had any choice in it. And yet, instead of chafing at that fact that he had a future set out for him that he really didn't have input in, that service of serving God, that life of serving God, living around the priest and living where God was worshiped and participating in the, the services and the sacrifices and everything that went that, it seemed to suit Samuel. Have you ever had something in your life that just suited you? Felt like maybe what you were born to do? Serving God suited Samuel. And so when God did speak to him, the voice of God was so natural and familiar, it sounded just like old Eli, his mentor, calling from the next room. And therein Eli, or excuse me, Samuel found his vocation. Maybe like Samuel, there is something that is natural to you. Something that you enjoy doing, that gives you joy. Maybe even there's passion for it. And maybe even from a young age, it was recognized you were predisposed to this. It's in your genes. It's in your blood. And it's good for you to do it. And there's ways you do that where you come alive and you feel God's pleasure in it. And, and you were born to do this. My father-in-law is a realtor. 
And if you if he was here, he'd have a cowboy hat on and he'd have probably business cards in his front pocket, hoping that he could write this trip off if he would give one to somebody, you know. Now, a realtor isn't his calling. What Terry does as much as good as anyone I know is meet people and make them feel welcome and make them feel at home and connect them with people. And he happens to be a realtor and put those skills to good use. But you can't visit with Terry without him asking questions about you and making connections and, oh, you're from here. Do you know this person and that person? And he just loves to make people feel comfortable and welcome. It's part of his calling. He's done it in several different jobs from the beginning uh, since, since he was very young. It's looked a lot of different ways, but it, it's followed throughout. Or maybe God's movement in your life was a little more like David. Remember King David, man after God's own heart, expanded the kingdom to its greatest extent that it would ever have again, kind of number one on the king of lists. But before he was all of that, he was the forgotten son. Remember, Jesse was supposed to bring everybody and the king was going to come from one of Jesse's sons. And Jesse uh, thought so much of his other sons or so little of young Davy <laughs> that David's left behind. You ever felt forgotten and left behind? Like there's a path for everyone else in your life and a calling for everyone else, and you're just on the outside looking in of that, wondering where God is in this? In David's story, the old prophet comes by and says, don't you have another son? And little Davy comes riding up. And he pronounces blessing on him. In your life, has there ever been a mentor, a parent, a teacher, a coach, a pastor, a youth minister, someone that saw something in you you didn't yet see in yourself and cared enough to tell you about it? Sometimes calling comes through wise friends and mentors and people that spot possibilities for ourselves that we don't yet see. And sometime many years later, we look back and realize that was the call of God. Maybe they didn't even know what they were doing, but it shapes our life, these blessings that we can give and receive. We could go on telling these stories of calling, scriptures full of them, others who love, or excuse me, maybe your calling has been like Saul called Paul, Saul was on the fast track to power in Jewish society. He was smart. He was dedicated and he was zealous, would do anything it takes. And then God blinded him on that road to Damascus and gave him birth a new dream, a new calling, a new heart in this man. And maybe you were once on one path and God got a hold of you in the spirit, birthed a new dream that was the call of God for your life to go a different way of serving him. And you made that change. We could go on and tell of, of the centurion who had a dream. He had an interest in God. He feared God, but had a dream to go find this man named Peter, and it resulted in the salvation of his whole family. And we don't know the rest of his story, but don't you think that centurion was a different centurion from then on out? 
or that Ethiopian eunuch that had an interest in God, interest enough to come visit Jerusalem and, and obtain a copy of Isaiah, which was no small feat in and of itself. And he opened the word of God and it came alive to him. Maybe the word of God came alive to you at one point and a word jumped off of that page and into your heart and your life wasn't the same. How has God moved in your life, friends? Do we believe that God is still in the calling business? That he still speaks and that he still gives dreams and gives visions and, and speaks through friends and speaks through mentors and speaks through his word and speaks through prayer and guides our life in very real and tangible ways that shape the course and shape how we serve him. There's a great book we used, I used it at the seminary in some classes and in consulting with people on what they were called to do. You think everybody comes to seminary to do this, but, but they don't. They come to seminary for any number of reasons. There's a, a lot of times just an inkling of a calling and they know they should follow it, but the full form of that they know not yet. And it's a book called Calling and Clarity by Doug Koskela and who was a teacher uh, somewhere in the Pacific Northwest, and they formed this book, and he talks about calling in three ways. And so maybe this will kind of demystify calling and help us out. If you're sitting there going, okay, great, God calls, but what does that mean for me? I haven't, I haven't you know, been blinded on the road you know, on 281. I hope that doesn't happen, but, you know, and God turned my life. I haven't received a dream or anything like that. Well, this is what Kaskela says, drawing from biblical pictures of calling that we might ascertain. There's three kind of forms of calling, and they're kind of sequential. And the first is general calling, and this is where we start. It's the calling of every Christian to follow Christ and live a Christ-like life. So if you are out here wondering, what is God's purpose for my life? How does God want to use my life? Start right here. Live like, live your life like Jesus would live it if he were you. Live like Jesus, model Jesus in your life, extend these things we've talked about for weeks and we'll talk about for years to come. Extend grace into the world, bless other people, encourage people, love like Jesus loved, forgive as you were able. All of these things, do these in your life and that is the general calling we all have. If we wonder about what to do, I mean, you can pray about it, but I certainly pray about it, but also just fill your hands with something. Go find someone that needs encouragement. Go find a neighbor. Go find someone you work with. Go find someone in the coffee shop and be a blessing to them. That's where we start. Live a Christ-like life. Then second, Kaskela says we have missional calling. Not crazy about his phrasing, but I didn't write the book, so that's okay. He's smarter than I am. We'll go with it. And, and missional calling is the, the main contribution we'll make in our life for the kingdom of God. So it might be a job, but more likely it's a characteristic or it's a giftedness we have that ends up being the main contribution we make to the kingdom of God. And, and again, this doesn't come in a lightning bolt to us most of the time. A lot of time we discover it along the way. We get busy serving out of our general calling, and we look back maybe after some time. One week, I'm going to fall off of this, all right? <laughs> you have my permission to laugh immediately when that happens, okay? 
Just going to say, it's going to happen. We're all going to want to laugh. You can laugh. It will be hilarious. Um, we're going to put it on YouTube. It's going to go great. <laughs> so a lot of times, whoop, 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 back up, missional calling, we discover it looking back. If you look back at the things you love about your job, if you look back at the things you love about being a part of your family, if you look back and thinks about the things you love in the service to God's kingdom in the church, is there a common thread between those? Maybe it's hospitality. You know, I can name a few of you who probably are, are hospitable people. And, and you might have had different jobs and you might have served in different ways in the church and in your family, but, but you make people feel loved and feel welcome. And maybe you cook for them, or maybe you're just an encourager. Maybe you're a greeter. Who knows how exactly you do that? But people come into your presence, and they feel safe, and they feel loved, and they feel welcome, and you love doing that. Maybe that's it. Maybe you're a teacher. Maybe somehow, you may or may not teach Sunday school every week. You may or may not teach for a living. But somehow, when you kind of do the thread, you love equipping people. You love helping explain things to people in a way that, that affects their life. And whatever you do, you end up doing that because you just can't help it. You're gifted to it. Maybe you're an encourager. Maybe, I mean, we could go, maybe you're an evangelist. You know, if you get a new phone or new something, you're telling everybody about it and they've got to, you want them to get that same thing. And that goes for Jesus too. You know, Quincy's out here who's the best maven connector that there is. He loves connecting people no matter matter what he's doing. He's trying to make connections for people that is our blessing to them. Look back at your life and service. That's the missional calling. It, it doesn't always come to us. It rarely, if ever, comes in this lightning bolt or dream, but we discover it along the way. And finally, Kaskela says, every so often, God gives direct calling. But what he, now this is the Paul on the road to Damascus. Paul's going one way, blinding light, right? And the whole life is changed. Or you get a dream that changes your life. God speaks to you in some way. It's when God intervenes and, and speaks to you, calls you, does something to, to change the course of your life. What Kaskela says is even biblically, these are the anomalies. They're the exceptions. They're the rare occurrence they're not the norm. That's why we remember them, because they're so exceptional. They don't happen all the time. And what he also says is, God's going to do this whether you want it or not. When it comes to direct calling, if God wants to call you, he's going to do it. And there's nothing you can do about it. You can't, if he's not, you can't beg it out of him. And if he does it, you can say no, but you can't ignore it. And so Kaskela says, if we spend our life waiting for the direct call, for the lightning bolt strike, for the dream that changes our life and brings perfect clarity, we may wait our whole life and never find it. Koskela would said people like me, maybe most people like me who preach and do this for a living, never receive that sort of call. We have a set of gifts and, and we have certain opportunities and certain inclinations. And, and so we find ourselves pastoring and God blesses that. I would say that's my story. There was a season of clarity where I, I discerned, I think pastoring is what God has, but it wasn't in a moment. 
So what Kiskela says, if you want to know how to spend your life following God, just start living like Jesus. Pay attention to the needs that are around you and the opportunities to serve. Pay attention to what gives you joy. Pay attention that when you do it, what kind of makes you come alive and you like doing it and find more opportunities to do that and take more opportunities to do that. And you just might find your life's passion, your life's calling. Who knows what your job will be? You probably won't get paid to do exactly this, but you find ways to do it in your job. You find ways to do it in your family. Missional calling. Friends, the future of this church, the future of the church, all churches, is dependent, one, on God's stubborn willingness to continue to speak and continue to work and continue to call his people into kingdom service. And two, dependent on our ability and willingness to listen and as best as we are able to follow and be obedient to his calling. I mean, the growth and the health and the vitality of this church and all churches is dependent on you and me individually and as families and as communally all together pursuing God and saying, God, it's not just about doing anything. There are gifts you've given me and there's gifts you've given us and you've placed us in a particular city in a particular time in the world and, and there's particular needs around us. What are you leading us to fill our hands with? That is where the Spirit will bless and the Spirit will draw in. The Spirit will, will go out into the world. People will come to know Jesus and we will find joy and fulfillment when these things come together, when we pursue together what has God called us to do, who has God called us to be, and we get busy doing it. Maybe it comes in a lightning bolt. More often, more likely, it will come along the way as we get busy filling our hands with the work of God's kingdom. Friends, what has God called you to do? And who has God called you to be? I look forward to discovering the answers to these questions with you for many years to come. Let me pray for us. God, we trust that your days of calling your people into your kingdom service are not done. And that the same power that raised Christ from death, the same spirit poured out at Pentecost are, in pre are present in this very room, in our very lives. Your calling may be clear to some, and it may be very murky to others and require us to persevere for some time. But as we pursue the question of how you want to use us, God, may we be on the journey of serving you as we are able and perhaps find our calling along the way.
you enjoyed your segment of the Trinity Baptist Church podcast with senior pastor Matt Homeyer. Join us next week for another segment. For more information about our church and to keep up to date with the latest resources, visit our website at trinitybaptist.org.